Tie Cats this week. Hey, Tie Cats fans, welcome to Tie Cats this week. Myself, RJ Broadhead, a big caster. Big Labor Day Classic coming up at week five in the CFL, and that's a scenario for the Tiger Cats. There's a three way tie for first place. So we'll see come Monday, but Monday we've got you covered on Tie Cats Audio Network, 11 a.m. Bob O'Neill has a free pre-game show, tons of ex-players, analysts, great guests, and then the pre-game with Louis B. and Andy Van Hoos, fantastic stuff from those two constantly. If you haven't listened to the pre- or post-game, you have to do it because it is excellent, all the information. that Luke and I have the game at 1 o'clock kickoff, and I can't wait for this game, Luke. You been a, a tiger cat for a long time this is your first year not playing with the team but being part of the, the broadcast is still kind of part of the team 10 and 0 in 2019 what's the attitude of the team when you had a home game uh 10 and 0 at yeah. home of course having those home games and feeling invincible what was that like yeah ex- it, it, you're exactly right there was um and, and it builds as the season goes along, but there was a, a expectation of winning. There really was, and it's a cultural thing uh, from the top down. And it's not – it's very different from – well, it's very different from a cockiness or a or a sense that, you know, you you, you know you're going to win just because that's the way it is. It's just – it's just we were under the impression that that's just what we did in home games. And it really started, it really started to come natural. Almost to the effect was it almost was you take the lead in the game and there, they, you know, your excitement was, was sort of limited. It just, it just was, the game was going just the way that we all knew it was going to go the way that we had planned for it to go. And late in the season, it really was not a burden. It just doesn't feel like, oh my goodness, now we have to win at home. It was just, yeah, we're, we're probably going to win. You know, it's just that kind of thing. And it's a different year this year, right? I mean, it's a different team, different season. And uh, Tech has just got their first week, la- uh, first win last week in, in Montreal. But, uh, you know, it, it, there's just something so great about that stadium. And it's such a, and it's interesting this year that the Labor Day Classic happens to fall on the as the first home game, which has surely never happened before, uh, you know, with this with such a late start uh, this year with COVID. But uh, that double that double whammy of a first home game in Labor Day is interesting too. I know you on your Coach O show with Luke Casper again on Ticats Audio Network, fantastic stuff with Coach. You talked about yourself and almost having to calm yourself down to, to play your best so you've got a you got a home opener as you mentioned you got the labor day classic two of the biggest games in hamilton in any cfl season fall on the same day so was there one that you got a little more jazz for than the other yeah it, it's such a it's such a unique thing this year for that and like like i said uh, in the coach o show and and this is certainly different for every player you know people people energize themselves and, and uh, excite themselves about different things. And I, I certainly had to sort of downplay the uh, sort of energy about the Labor Day Classic. It, that wasn't really my style to play, uh, you know, jazzed up for us for a special game. And, and I actually, similar to the Grey Cup, I, I really was always at my best, uh, you know, with that mindset of it's just another football game. I've been doing this since I was in third grade. I just need to go out and do my job, you know, and, and sort of downplay that uh, moment that, you know, 
moment of a, of a big game. For the first game of the, for the home opener, that is really always an exciting thing. And it was sort of a, uh, uh, I don't want to say a hump to get over in the season, but, you know, at this point, those early days of training camp, of preseason, which we didn't have this year in the CFL, of course, uh, that first, those first away games, you know, you're, you're, you're really in stride in the season at this point. Your family's there. Uh, you're comfortable. You, you wake up in your own bed. You, you go to the, to your locker room, to your locker where all your stuff is, you know, it just, it's got a really great feeling to it. And I always loved the, the home opener and, and playing off of the energy of that. Uh, when it comes to the Labor Day, when it comes to a, a playoff game, the Grey Cup, I certainly was always of the mindset to really be reminding myself of just one play at a time, do your job. And this is no different than all the other times you put on a uniform and played a football game. Take us inside the locker room on a game like this, Luke. You, you know a lot of the players who are still there. Is there somebody who gets vocal or – pumps guys up for a, for a Labor Day Classic? You know, I think, there's a, <laughs> I think there's an aspect of a football team. And again, not every football team. Uh, it's, a you know, amazing, this sport. You know, you've got 50-some guys, personalities, and, and uh, positions and responsibilities, and they all mesh in a different way. It's an incredible thing to be a part of a football team. I mean, uh, but I think there's a there's an aspect of, of having a certain level of respect for everybody's own prep, right? Uh, you know, if you, you kind of get a sense for a player who really just wants to be quiet before a game, and then you get a and then you there are guys who are want to joke, who want to just talk, who who want to listen to the music, and I think that there's a a bit of of um, a sort of an unspoken practice of just letting guys do things their own way before a game, but. When it comes down to it, it's about it's a team. It's about being a team. It's about being on the same page. And I think that's the stuff that you see where, you know, people with a team puts their hands up together. And, and, and that's when everybody comes together and you break down together and the coach addresses the team together. Short of that, people are free to, you know, you're free to, to handle your business your own way before a game. There are some guys who want to show up in the stadium six hours before kickoff. And for me, as an, as a young player, that's how I was. I wanted to. I, you know, I was kind of get there studying still and looking at my, looking at the call sheet for the game and, and uh, warming up. People want to take hot, you know, hot tubs, cold tubs, whatever, get stretched and things like that. Later on in my career, I wanted to walk into the stadium, put my cleats on and go out onto the field because I just, I, I got to a point where I, I, I was battling overthinking. I wanted to, I needed to think less on game day and in my, it was probably my best year, 2018, my best, my, my best year of production. I was so, my mind was so free on game days. I wasn't thinking about anything other than just having fun. And I wanted to just show up, get my uniform on and let's just, let's just go play. But player, you gotta, you gotta, there's no, there's no sense in coaching a, a player on this. It's a natural thing. You either, you either really want to study or you really want to rest or you want to get to the locker room and nap. There was, you know, sometimes, sometimes that's the best thing to do. Um, for Labor Day though, one interesting thing that'll happen and, and, and has happened throughout the week, you got to think there's, there's, there's rookies, there's, there's rookie Americans who, who have no idea about a Labor Day classic, don't know anything about what Ivor Wynn was or, or, or much less even the, the, the past eight seasons at, at Tim Hortons Field. And so 
throughout the week, there is something of an education that happens for the team from the coaches, from other players who have played in Labor Day games. And you sort of indoctrinate new guys into what it means to, to that the Ticats are playing the Argos and that this has happened for more than a hundred years and how, you know, all the different, all the different uh, sort of Canadian CFL traditions that are such a cool part of what to the, what Monday is going to be about, and that's that's a cool, that's a fun part of it too, right? This is a life experience for all these players, uh, and to and to know the full magnitude of what the Labor Day Classic is, just makes the whole thing even even more enjoyable for fans and players. Well, that brings up uh, an interesting. Uh, idea with the Toronto Argonauts, they were supposed to play last week. They didn't because the Edmonton Elks had a COVID outbreak. So they wind up with the unexpected bye week, 15 days off. To put that into perspective, Hamilton's bye week, they had 13 days off. So it's it's pretty similar. So you see this as a good thing for the Argos, a bad thing, or really indifferent? Uh, I've been talk. I talked about this with Andy Fantuz in the Task and Two show, and uh, in the previous week when we had discovered or when when it had come about that the Argos had had this sort of extra bye week. And interestingly, it's not a true bye week, right? Because they're they they can they would have the freedom to be in the facilities. They're not going to be totally. It's not a scheduled downtime, right? I this is my prediction, and this is a prediction that can't be proven false or right. So I'm going to say that I'm ready. <laughs> it's a safe one. <laughs> so here's what I think, though. I think that it that the Tie Cats have a much more advantageous prep than do the Argos, because they're coming off not they have a long week as well. I mean that this is this is wonderful after the Montreal game, which was a Friday, right? So so they have an extended week, and it's a win that they're coming off of, and a divisional win, and a road game. So. A home game coming back after a win on the road in your division, that's fantastic. And you have extra time. They they had a bye week prior to the Montreal, so they have a they had the Ticats had a extended time of rest prior to Montreal and then another long week. The CFL season is so interesting like that. You get all these strange uh, strange, you know, time frames between games and right now they're gonna play a Monday and a Friday. I mean, that's a real unique thing to football apart from the CFL. It's very interesting. And I think that, that the Ticats are, are really, really well positioned to, ha- to have a great game and to physically feel good and to, and to have an extended week after a victory. That's fantastic. Sometimes you, you run into all of a sudden you were prepping for a game and you find out that you're not going to play, and I'm speaking to the, to the Argo situation now. It can kind of throw off your groove, and they were playing really well. I'm sure they were, gonna, they were feeling great uh, getting ready to prepare uh-huh. for Edmonton. I don't know. Coming off that win against Winnipeg, exactly. Exactly, and that was a that was a an impressive win too. It really was. And who knows? I I think this I think this is a strange hiccup to to the season for the for the Argos, whereas the Ticats are 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 well positioned after a victory. So that victory that Hamilton had against Montreal, all three aspects of the the team were very good. You could nitpick a couple of things, too many sacks, but Overall, the Tiger Cats were excellent. Did we see the real 2021 Tiger Cats in that game? Oh yeah, I think so. And you got to remember, there was no preseason this year, and things and things are different, and things are strange, and and team meetings are on Zoom. So I wonder if the story of this year's Hamilton Tiger Cats is that it just took those first two weeks prior to the bye week to just find their own identity. You know, their team sort of 
call it mojo, call it whatever. They're in the groove now. And it was a, a, a great display of complimentary football. All three sides of the ball played well and, and helped each other uh, succeed and, and, and string the game together. Like you said, I think penalties and, and there was, there were still, there is a lot, uh, uh, Dane Evans had a lot of pressure. There were sacks. There's things that have to be changed, but on three phases of the ball, it was a good looking uh, team performance. Ryan Dinwiddie, the head coach of the Argonauts, has done a great job so far. Has the Argonauts at two and one in their first three games, but he said he still thinks Hamilton is the best team in the East. So, and that might be true the way they played against Montreal, and, and they'll have to have to prove that. But is he kind of playing the underdog role and putting some expectations, maybe a little extra pressure on the Tiger Cats for the comment like that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It might, it might be sort of more, it might be sort of positioning, you know, or, you know, just, uh, uh, or just being humble or whatever you want to call it. But I think every, every, every confident head coach is, has a, has, there's something inside of them that tells them that they're the best team in, you know, in the running. And there's at this early in this early in the season, you can point to a thousand things to support, to support any team, uh, being the best, but, uh, I certainly take it to, to uh, the, 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 that film from Montreal is a different team than what was Sask in Winnipeg. Uh, speaking of the Ticats first three games. And so I could, I, I really, I really would see that an opponent prepping for the Ticats right now sees a, a team on an up, upward trajectory in a big way and a team that's really coming into their own. And so I, I, I don't, I'm not going to say that that is a uh, total bluff. I think that, I think the Ticats are going to be really respected. And if they continue to put a, uh, you know, quality uh, film out there, then certainly they're going to be uh, the top teams in the league. Labor Day Classic. We talked about what a, what a huge game it is uh, since 2014 at Tim Field. The Tiger Cats have beaten the Argos every single time, and they'd love to continue that in 2021. If they do, then things really tighten up in the East Division. There'd be a three-way tie for first place. So we'll see how it all plays out. We've played a ton of these Labor Day Classic games. Some of your memories. Yeah. And so the, specifically in 2014, the first Labor Day Classic in uh, Tim Hortons Field, I, I can see Bakari Grant's hands in the air when he scored the first touchdown uh, at the new stadium uh, and the new the uh, new uniforms. Uh, I remember a good catch uh, that I had in that game, a little wide receiver screen right on the right on the Hamilton sidelines. Uh, you know, I, I remember I remember those bright afternoon games, and we also had those 4 p.m. games that end up, end into the evening. And I always loved a 4 p.m. football game. That is that is the perfect time in my mind as a player when you're preparing. When you have a 7 p.m. start, there's just so much day to get through before you then play football. And honestly, that emotionally, just getting ready for a game, you get tired throughout the day, just just waiting for that. And then what that 1 p.m. games spring up on you, right? So those 4 p.m. Labor Day classics, that, that there was a few of them in there, and I always loved that. Um, and then I had one great touchdown in the 2018 uh, Labor Day classic that I that I remember. Um, and of course, it was you know we talked about the 10 and 0 at home last year. There's a similar feeling for me at Labor Day. It was something about we just it really we really really expected to win the Labor Day classic and. Um, even in the years where we were struggling in the early parts of the season, 2014 uh, uh, 
was one of those examples, 2015, where and the Labor Day was ended up being sort of a turning point in, in some ways. Um, but just incredible uh, fan presence. It was always just amazing at, at the Labor Day Classic. There was a little bit of, of additional media coverage. It made for a really, really special football environment. Well, 2018, that big catch on TyCats.ca, Louis Vue does such a great job to put together the top five plays at Tim Horton's Field on the Labor Day Classic. Yeah, I saw Louis gave plays. me a little, uh, gave me one of the Number catches four, in there. Number four. <laughs> Can you believe there's three better than you? Oh, Louis, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, that's cool. cool. Check it out at TyCats.ca, just a little uh, – Scroll down memory lane, of course, for all you Ticats fans, all the great plays. We're hoping to see many great plays on Monday when uh, Tiger Cats play the Argos in the Labor Day Classic. Can't wait to call the game with you on Monday. Looking forward to it, RJ. It's going to be a great one and uh, hoping for nice weather. And, uh, and we know that it's going to be uh, just awesome to have fans back in uh, Tim Hortons Field. Yeah, it's going to be a crazy environment. Labor Day Classic, the Argos visiting the Tiger Cats, Tim Hortons Field. Hope to see a lot of you there. Hope you're loud. Hope the stage is rocking and pulling. And maybe the Tiger Cats can get into a tie for first place. The kickoffs at 1 o'clock. Drew and I will have the call of the game at 11 a.m. Bob O'Neill has a free pregame show. And then at noon, it's Louis B. and Andy Benson setting up the game. So lots of content for you on Ticats Audio Network. And we can get you all set up for the Labor Day class. Can't wait to talk to you next.